Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Welcome back to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And we've had earthquakes. And as I'm recording this, Hurricane Irene is ready to slam the east coast of the United States. Earthquakes, hurricanes, what else can you expect? Well, you can expect rock-splitting politics right here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. We're going to be talking about the presidential race, what's going on, what you're hearing. I'm going to give you some insights you may not have heard anywhere else, so listen to that. we got the Tombstone of the Week Award coming up, and you will have probably heard the words that are going to get it, but uh, that's will coming up in just a few minutes, so don't miss that. And then a Rock of Liberty speech. We will be giving you some information that you can use that tea partiers across America need to hear. And our special guest for the, today's show is none other than one of the most conservative figures that has been consistent throughout the decades. Her name is Phyllis Schlafly, and she'll be on talking to us about what America can do to help uh, its standing in the world. So we'll be talking to Phyllis Shafley in just a few minutes. So listen to the show. Now, let me introduce the show to you. Just think about, if you were out in the Midwest, say Illinois or Iowa, and you heard some music coming, Now, what are you thinking about? Yeah, what are you thinking about? Darth Vader coming. And what can you do about it? Well, if you look up, you might see two big black buses coming. All black, all Canadian made. Coming down this Midwest. And it's the President of the United States. President downgrade himself. (laughs) He found a couple million dollars of taxpayer money to help him go out and meet the people and then one of them if you listen there was a farmer talking about all the regulations and uh and he told him to call the the department of agriculture and and uh one of the reporters took him up on that and and went through a whole day of getting a runaround from all these different departments and didn't get a single answer there's another guy from the uh, Iowa Tea Party uh, talked to the president. May have seen that, and he, and basically the president said, "Hey, you're not listening to me." And I thought the president was on a listening tour. He doesn't want to listen. He wants to speak. And now we got a we got a job speech coming up after Labor Day, or uh, coming up in the first part of September. Where was it on inauguration day? Well, I'll tell you one thing: when President Obama was inaugurated. Our national debt was $10.626 trillion. $10.626 trillion was the national debt on the day that President Obama took office. And today it is $14.639 
trillion dollars. That's four trillion dollars in less than three years. No president in the history of this nation has that kind of increase on his record. Maybe that's the reason why he's President Downgrade. President Downgrade has just increased our, our um, debt. He's increased our debt with the aid of Congress. And really, the two years the Democrats were in control of everything, there's no way to stop the bleeding. It was just stick another hole and let America keep on bleeding. We had like a representative from uh, South Carolina, third in the, in the Democratic leadership there, uh, Representative Clyburn. He said, we've got to borrow our way, we had to spend our way to get out of this recession. Well, we're spending and spending and spending, and where are the jobs? Okay, whoo, don't get me heated up right here. But, you know, and I'll admit, you know, I've, and I've had people say, well, Ed, uh, you know, it's not all President Obama's fault. It's not all his fault. President Bush had $4.9 trillion increase in the national debt. He took eight years to do that. It's speeding up, and it's very frightening, and that's why the Tea Party movement exists. And we're not, I'm not here to point fingers at just President Obama. I don't care if it's Nancy Pelosi or John Kerry or whoever. Whoever might be in the presidency, it's not because of the color of his skin. It's because of what's happening to this nation. And I'm telling you, with somebody, some sanity has to stand up and say, stop the spending. Cut the spending. We are going to be like, it's a foreshadowing. We've had earthquakes. We've got hurricanes. But I'm telling you, the scariest, most sickening thought that we all have as an Americans, when we see that image burned in our mind of the Twin Towers collapsing, where the infrastructure of the United States, the economic infrastructure, one day, one day, the debt, the systems that are in play, if they get top-heavy, if overweighted, we will see the economic infrastructure of America collapse like the Twin Towers. It's sickening. It should not happen. And if the Tea Party can get our way, it will not happen. Some people, we may have to drag kicking and screaming to safety, but we want America to survive and thrive and be strong and provide the jobs and provide the freedom that the world will, all across the world, will say we want to have what the Americans have, freedom, freedom, freedom. Speaking of freedom, you know that Libya has, uh, has the rebels have overtaken Tripoli, and at this time of the recording this, uh, this show, Gaddafi still has not been found, and he is skedaddled and probably has a good hiding place, but... As, as of the recording, he has not been found. Tripoli has been overtaken. The rebels seem to be in full control of the country. Now, just who are these rebels? We still do not know. And we are finding out day by day. So I would love to see Libya be under freedom. I'd love to see Egypt be under freedom. But we're seeing more and more of the uh, extreme, extreme uh, religious leaders of taking control. So I hope it's not true when we got the first reports of the new constitution in Libya saying we're under Sharia law. 
So those are things we have to look at. Uh, President Obama, is it the pres? Is it the Obama doctrine now that a president has no authority? Or, I mean, has no has no obligations to the War Powers Act. Is that a contribution to the presidency of the United States that no longer? Uh, so far, I guess that's uh, President Obama's made it true that there's no longer a requirement or obligation to go to Congress. You just fight a war. And uh, that's something that come back and haunt the Democrats and Republicans and our whole nation. Uh, can we revisit it? Uh, he's made that. Now, what else has he done to the Constitution? When the Congress is away, well, the old cat started to play because uh, he, uh, they never could pass his uh, uh, immigration bill. So now the, quote, Dream Act, what Harry Reid and everybody pushed, has become... Uh, Basically, it's become law because the president has decided that, that they will no longer honor the law that's on the books that the Congress wrote. He said that uh, they will not prosecute. Basically, he said, don't worry about Come on in the United States. You don't need visas or passports. You don't need anything. As long as you don't commit a crime, we're not going to ask who you are or why you're here. Is that absolutely uh, l <laughs> lunacy? Are we going to have the whole world say, come on over, all you people in Iraq and Iran, Afghanistan, everybody, come on over to America. You don't need a passport. You don't need a visa. If you just keep your nose clean, you don't break the laws, you'll be okay. Come on over. That's what the President of the United States, this administration, has just told the whole world. And that's what, is that good for America? Hey, do you have to claim, do you have to say you're an immigrant if you want to get on welfare or want to get on uh, in any of the government programs, food stamp program? Do, do you have to, if you don't have to tell anybody if you're an immigrant or not, who's going to check? Okay, that's why our president downgrade has another nickname called President Food Stamp. We've had, we have more people in on the food stamp program than any other time in history. Over 40 million Americans are now on food stamps. And I'm for everybody to get what they need nutritionally. I don't want anybody in America to go hungry. But I'm telling you, the policies are not working. We get, we've had three years, almost three years of President Obama. We've grown up $4 trillion in deficit. I mean, not deficit, just pure borrowing money four trillion more dollars and we got more people on food stamps we got people screaming for jobs wanting to work and somebody's got to stand up and say the liberal policies have failed and it's time for everyone everyone who wants to see america grow and wants to see america get this nation turned around so we can get some jobs you got to say the liberal policies have failed Write it in stone and let's move on. And we got to move on on Doc Holliday's Tea Party because we got a lot more covered of presidential politics. Got to jump into this. There's a lot to say. We got more debates coming up. I remind you that Doc Holliday will be in Tampa, Florida, live on September 12th at the CNN Tea Party Express debate with the, for the Republican nomination. I will be there with uh, several other Tea Party. Uh, people across the nation from different states, and we will help uh, write the questions. And again, if you got a question you want me to ask one of the presidential uh, uh, Republican 
candidates, uh, send it to me at radio at tparty.ms. That's radio at tparty.ms. Now, talking about presidential politics, I must tell you that the, the Rick Perry campaign, he has said a few things that's flown out of his lips, but I'm telling you, this man has changed the whole dynamics of the race. Now, I don't know if Perry's going to take over, and I don't know if he's really the front runner. I know that, Pres- uh, that Governor Romney is, uh, is, he doesn't look afraid, but he knows the battle is coming on. And he's got a job speech coming up in September. But I'm telling you that Rick Perry scares the BGBs out of all the liberals. You know why? I can't tell you why, but I know why. I know that he's scaring them because I've heard Chris Matthews call him extreme time after time and talk about how wonderful a candidate that uh, Governor Romney is. He had not, I don't think Chris Matthews had said that until, Chris, until Governor Rick Perry got in the race. But I'm telling you, some of the things are sickening in there out there. Uh, you can go to the root, uh, the root.com, an African-American uh, news online site, and, and there they have a picture of George Wallace and Rick Perry side by side. And basically with a horrible article about the Tea Party being all racist and just George Wallace is all over again. And it makes, it, it makes me sick. It makes me uh, it's repugnant. And I'm telling you, the left, you start talking about people losing power and the, the lies, the rhetoric gets ratcheted up. We've been called terrorists. We've been called jihadists. We've been called kidnappers. We've been called all kind of horrible names. And now... Congresswoman, a United States Congresswoman, Maxine Waters, has told the Tea Party they could go straight to H-E-L-L. And I have more to say of that on our Tombstone of the Week Award. But let me just tell you that Rick Perry and Michelle Bachman and others are, are really getting the heat. But I'm telling you, Rick Perry is scaring the heebie-jeebies out of the liberals. Now, Romney, they don't like him either. But, I'm, but when you talk about Governor Perry, you got people just screaming, screaming. And I, I, don't, I can't tell you anything other than that the more they scream, the more it makes me like Rick Perry. But let's go on. And uh, this show, I, I'm going to tell you every week there's so much going on with the presidential race, so don't miss a single week. Every week we're going to talk about that. And just, just like I mentioned, not only do we have news organizations that are ripping off and just talking all kind of bad things about the Tea Party. And we've known that. It's not the first time that's happened. But uh, jumping on Rick Perry and putting a picture of him and George Wallace side by side, now that's just repugnant. But it's not just uh, Rick Perry. Uh, Our Secretary of Education, Arne Duncan, you know, got that position by uh, President Obama giving him that position and appointing him there. And now he's talking about how a horrible record Governor Perry has of, of education in Texas and how bad the scores are in Texas. But then uh, somebody looked at that and, and they put out, and basically they put out some statistics that Texas minority students outperform minority students in Chicago, albeit by smaller margins. And with a high school graduation rate of about 73%, Texas may be slightly below the national average, but it's doing a lot better than Chicago 
which only graduates about 56% of his students. Now, why is that important? Well, where did Arne Duncan come from? He was head of the Chicago school system. And, and, this, and he's complaining about Governor Rick Perry's education numbers. Well, look under your own hat. Look under your own basket, Arne Duncan, before you start pointing your finger at Governor Rick Perry. On and on we could go. And we've got to get on this show because there's so much to cover. But let me tell you, uh, before we get to the Tombstone of the Week Award, let me remind you that you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And I'm also uh, proud to tell you about wheresamericasjobs.com. You can go to wheresamericasjobs.com. I'm hitting the banner right there on the front page of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Or you can also go to my website, www.teaparty.ms. You can click on the banner there or click on the banner to the Tea Party Review Magazine, the best new magazine in the nation. If you're not subscribing to it, if you want to know what's going on with Tea Party, subscribe to the Tea Party Review Magazine. Just click on the banner and check it out. Now, Tombstone of the Week Award, let me tell you, it goes to the words of Maxine Waters, Congresswoman. From California, Congresswoman Maxine Waters told the Tea Party that she, they could just go to H-E-L-L. And not only that, she said that she would help take us there. <laughs> well, if you're going to help take us there, then I know right where you came from. You're a, well, I'd like to say a bad out of H-E-L-L. But if she knows how to tell us how to get us there, then that means she has been there. And I think she's leading... <laughs> She's, she's leading a devilish army, it sounds like. It takes somebody, if she's going to show us how to get there, that means she knows the way. So I think that uh, Congressman Maxine Waters, what she represents is frustration. What I talked about last week, go back and listen to last week's show. But for the Tombstone of the Week Award, the award goes to the words of Maxine Waters, Congresswoman from California, who told the Tea Party we could all just go to H-E-L-L. We got to leave it like that because we got some good news. We got none other than one of the strongest conservatives we've seen decade after decade. She's strong and she's smart and she's coming on to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Let's listen and see what Phyllis Shafley has to say to us today. It's a privilege to have on our show today Phyllis Schlafly and she is going to talk to us about uh, what's important to all of us about trade agreements and the World Trade Organization. Uh, Phyllis, just how did the World Trade Organization get started? Well, glad to talk to you, Doc Holliday. Uh, the World Trade Organization was kind of slipped in in one of those, uh, uh, one of those uh, sessions of Congress after the election uh, several years ago. And it was kind of a deal between... Uh, Bill Clinton and, and uh, the members of Congress. And uh, what they did, the World Trade Agreement is really just only 14 pages, but it was added to a 22,000-page revision of the General Agreement on Tariffs and Trade, and you can bet nobody read it. Wow, and that, this happened in the 1990s? Uh, yes, yeah, this was uh, about uh, 
1994. Well, and it was 1994, and it, uh, you know, Bill Clinton was president, and the Republicans won in November, and then uh, this came up in December uh, after a lot of the members of Congress were defeated. So this and they came were all up looking for for jobs in some of uh, these organizations. And this came up in the lame duck session of Congress. In the lame in duck session, that's right. I didn't know we had so much trouble before. I knew we just had some this past in two thousand and nine, uh, two thousand and ten. I didn't realize we had that come up back in nineteen ninety four. Uh, yes, and so so they passed the World Trade Organization. Now, what it means is there are a bunch of bureaucrats who meet in Geneva, Switzerland. And they presume to sit in judgment on us, and uh, we don't have any veto power in this organization. We're just one out of 153 nations. We've got the same vote as Haiti and Cuba. And wow. they have these, uh, these review panels, uh, sort, of, sort of like a court. And when they decide something, they meet in secret, and there isn't any appeal from them. And, there's no and they rule, ruled against the United States most of the time because they're all antagonistic. Well, uh, this latest uh, outrage of the World Trade Organization uh, was they had a three-country panel, one of which was Pakistan. Can you imagine somebody from uh, Pakistan sitting in judgment on the United States? Wow, so, so what were they in judgment of? Well, then uh, they were to, to judge about whether our laws are, are in compliance with free trade. And the, the law they were considering was a law that we known as the COOL Act, which stands, C-O-O-L, stands for Country of Origin Labeling. Oh, okay. And it's a law our country has to require the retailers to tell us where our foods are coming from. Right. And now that uh, the majority of our fruits and vegetables are coming from other countries, and, and most of our seafood is, we want to know. When I go to the grocery store and I look at the fish counter, I want to know where the, the seafood is coming from, because I, I know in China they grow their shrimp and sewage, and then they try to doctor it up with some... Uh, uh, well, they pump it up. <laughs> drugs to, make, yeah. to, to hide what they're doing. But at any rate, they ruled that our law uh, is a violation of free trade. Wow. And so they're all getting, set, getting ready to punish us. And um, uh, I think this is just a total outrage. We ought to pull out of the outfit. We don't want people over in Geneva, and especially from Pakistan, uh, telling us whether we can have laws, certain laws or not. Well, that's right now. How, who pays? I mean, who pays for the organization? I mean, they got to have. Oh, you can be funds. sure we're paying for well, it. I didn't look into that, but any of these international outfits, we're paying the majority of it. Well, how do we get out of it? I mean, is it Congress? Can they just back out of it? Uh, well, uh, uh, they can. Uh, I, I don't know if there's some particular procedure about it, but there has got to be a way. Uh, they could just withdraw from it. They could not pay any more money to them. Well, this is one reason, of course, we're talking to uh, Tea Party people all over the country and listen to the show, uh, Phyllis, and, and one of the things that we don't like is our freedom being limited, and here we are letting other countries tell us what to do and, and having to go by, <laughs> go by what their decision is, and, and yeah, that, that is outrageous. And it's bad enough when our, 
when our courts are uh, acting like supremacists and telling us what to do, uh, but to have some uh, dispute panel or some type of a pseudo court over in Geneva that no Americans are on telling us that our law is unconstitutional is just an outrage. And this isn't the first time, Doc, that they've done this. A couple of years ago, they said that they wanted to uh, punish us because of our law on inter- Internet gambling. Right. And uh, they said uh, our restriction on Internet gambling was, uncon- was a violation of free trade. And so they said that a couple of these Caribbean countries... I think they were Antigua and and Barbados, Barbuda, uh, could punish us uh, in various ways if we didn't uh, uh, abolish that law. Wow! And so, so Americans can't take care of themselves. We got other other countries telling us what we need to do. Yeah, and particularly about our food. I don't know if you if you know that the majority of our foods. Uh, are coming from other countries now. I do. And and the other countries simply don't have any of the sanitary regulations that that we have. And Phyllis, I know that very well. I live in Mississippi, and we have a great catfish industry, or we did, but uh, uh, in Asia, the Southeast Asia, and places there are are, uh, growing fish, like you said, in sewage to other places, and we cannot get anything labeled now. And, And we have... Uh, f- great fresh catfish raised in a beautiful settings, and and yet we're having trouble because they're getting undercut in prices by this uh, cheap sewage-fed fish coming from overseas. Uh, that's right. And you, when you go in the grocery store to buy uh, fish, you want the you want the fish to be labeled where it's coming from. Right. Everybody seems like anybody will know now. Where's this food coming from? And and now we got other countries just because America's a big market and they know it, they they don't want us uh, knowing where, where our food's coming from. So now I think they uh, these uh, globalists have, are trying to tell us they've worked out some kind of uh, deal that every two years they uh, China we we can send our people over to uh, inspect uh, I don't know one or two percent of their plants over there. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and this needs to be on the front page. I'm glad that uh, you're letting us know and all our listeners know about this. This is something that our, uh, Democrats, Republicans, I don't care. People want to know what they put in their mouth and what they're putting in their bodies, and, and this is something Congress and the president should be right on top of. And we, we know about uh, some of, some of the, um, the bad stuff. For example, uh, most of our generic drugs are now coming from China or somewhere in Asia, and they sent over some, I think it was called heparin, it's kind of a blood thinner. Right, warfarin, heparin, it's a blood thinner. That, uh, and, and 81 people died in this country from the Chinese heparin. Now, I have not heard that, did not realize that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a couple of years ago, mm. and uh, any kind of inspection... Is, is kind of ridiculous, you know. If, if our people go over to inspect the Chinese plants over there, in the first place you have to tell the Chinese ahead of time when you're coming right. so they can be all ready for the inspectors. And then you have to use their translators. Right. So, I mean, it's really ridiculous to think that you, we could catch something or something was happening because uh, 
unless you just were able to drop in at any time, they, they hide it all. Right, and, and you look at what's happened in their country. Now, these other examples I'm going to give you didn't come to the U.S., but they're the way they treat their own people. Uh, they had 300,000 babies who were sickened by milk that was contaminated with melamine, which I think is something you, you use to make uh, plastics and fertilizer. And then they had uh, some pork that was contaminated with uh, with clombuterol, as which is some drug that makes pigs grow faster. Mm. And then they had, this is the one that got me, okay. they had some watermelons that exploded because oh. of overuse of a chemical. Wow. So... <laughs> Well, that, and so they, mm. they they treat their own people that way. You can be sure they're going to not going to treat us very well. Well, well, you've brought in some great points on that uh, that I have not thought of about the why well, this World Trade Organization needs to be. We need to relook this whole this whole uh, treaty policy. I mean, it's not a treaty, is it? No, it's one of these trade agreements, mm -hmm. and of course. Uh, uh, Obama's all, always pushing for the uh, approval of these trade agreements, and they want to bring it up without any without any tef effort to amend it, and they don't want to bring it up as treaties that require two-thirds vote in the Senate. And then they have a very mischievous little policy called fast track uh, that means that you can't amend it, and it's got to go through the way it's negotiated. And uh, it's, uh, every, everything's bad about it. Well, this, one, this new trade agreement with Korea is, right. is ridiculous. It supposedly wa wants to make it possible for uh, us to sell in, in Korea, but uh, the Koreans are already selling more of their cars than Chrysler in this country. They don't need any more help from us. Well, now, when you start talking about, we always hear about free trade and what, what really made the Depression so bad in the 1930s because of all the tariffs that went up across the, across the world. And now we are more integrated than ever before, all the world's economies. So if uh, we do away with uh, these trade agreements, then are we, are we going to have a hyperinflation because we can't get lower prices on things? So what would happen if we started... Uh, not getting rid if we did get rid of our trade agreements well the trade agreements are so unfair to the u.s that's the problem they they do not give us a level playing field uh they give all the advantages to the foreign countries uh, the foreign countries uh, uh cheat us in the way they put taxes on our our goods going into their country and and when they export to us they reimburse uh uh, the money they've had to pay to their government, so there's nothing, it, there's nothing fair about it at all. Well, I'm it's, glad you brought these things out, Phyllis. And uh, before we close off the interview, that's one thing I, you know, I think everybody in America wants to know who Phyllis uh, is for, as far as a Republican nomination. If you got somebody that, no. you, that you're for, well, I'm, or, I'm who, glad who Michelle do you like? Bachman won the Iowa straw poll. I thought that was a good move because. She is extremely articulate. Well, she 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 uh, surprised a lot of people won that poll, and uh, and uh, it's, I mean that's she's something. She's a smart for a, gal, and she's a patriot. Well, she you know for a woman in the Republican Party uh, to be running front runner, that, normally that'd be great news. But the liberals, I don't, I think they're scared of her. Yeah, I, th I think they are. 
Well, I'm not going to pick the present for you today, but for any other information, you can go on my website, eagleforum.org. Well, you have been a great, great conservative and a leader that uh, many, many people have looked up to from from their childhood on, and and it's so great to have you on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Let me ask you, uh, what do you think about the Tea Party? Do you support the Tea Party? Oh, I think they're absolutely great. We welcome them. They're they're great, and they're for uh, protecting our constitutional rights. And I know they've been helpful in one of the other fights that I've been battling, which is to defeat this this bill to change our patent system. And I think their law that's trying to make its way through Congress is unconstitutional because our patent right, the right of the inventor to own his own invention, was put into the Constitution even before freedom of speech and religion. And we can't let the... uh, the globalists tamper with that. That is scary. I'm glad you brought that up, and I, I wish we had another 20, 30 minutes, but we're glad to have you on Doc Holliday's Tea Party, Phyllis, and thank you so much for all you've done and for uh, and giving us this information today. All right, and go to eaglefarm.org for more information. Thank you, Phyllis. Thank you, Doc. And that was Phyllis Shafley, and a couple of nuggets out there. Number one, did you know the World Trade Organization was slipped in in the lame duck session of Congress back when President Clinton was a president? I didn't know. So some of these things we need to look at again as far as freedom and Tea Party. And the other thing, what she mentioned, the patent bill. You know, we have to update things, but who's doing the updating? Do you trust this administration and what's going on? We need to look into what is going on with the patent bill because she's right it is in the united states constitution we don't know we do not need to let the globalists around the world dictate what americans do and what has been good since the united states constitution was written now let's go right into the rock of liberty speech it goes back to what we were talking about in our tombstone of the week award the words of maxine waters you know after and you go back and listen to my show that we did right after Representative Giffords was shot and, and uh, her, uh, some of her uh, office staff murdered, killed. And we were, the Tea Party was just blamed for all kind of things which had nothing to do with the tragedy, had nothing to do with the mental instability of the person who did the shooting. But I'm telling you, the rhetoric is getting stronger and hotter from the left, from the far left, the people who, who lectured us and lectured the Tea Party on calming down all this rhetoric. And now, guess what? We, we get told to, to go straight to H-E-double-L. But what we're seeing, and this is why I'm not a psychologist, although I did take psychology courses when I was in college, but I'm not a psychologist, but what we're seeing with the far left and the people who were uh, confronting uh, Congresswoman Maxine Waters about they're frustrated because they don't have jobs and they want to work and they've been told just to get President Obama elected and everything will be hunky-dory. Well, it's not happening like President Obama said in his campaign. And what has happened from the campaign is the pain of reality is sinking in. And, you know, it reminds me of when the communism fell and all these communists who were true believers in communism and they wanted to go back to the glory days when they saw the missiles and the mighty red army march through Moscow Square. But it was a joke. 
it was imploding all around them. And we're seeing the same thing with the far left. It, their policies are a joke. It's imploding. It does not help America. It does not bring jobs. The policies of the far left are hurting. And it's hurting the people. And it's hurting the very people that need jobs. And there's so many in the district, like Congressman Maxine Waters' district. And she can't look at the truth. She cannot look in a mirror and say, well, everything I've worked for is not working. Everything I believed in is a failure. She can't say that. So the pain is being transferred to the Tea Party. And that's what's happening. Look, I don't know all about psychology, but I know a little bit about dentistry. And I know that some people come in holding their lower jaw, complaining of a toothache. And we look and we see and we take, may take x-rays and do diagnostic tests and can't see anything wrong. And we look up above and the tooth above there in the upper jaw. And we look and we find a crack or we find a cavity or we find a problem. And the pain is being transferred to the lower jaw. And when we fix the tooth on top, the lower tooth, lo and behold, the pain goes away. So I'm telling you, pain is being transferred from all these far-left liberals. They're frustrated. And many of them, they want jobs. And I feel for those people because they've been so misguided, so misled, and they believed in a something that will not work. Like Margaret Thatcher says, socialism works until you run out of other people's money. Well, folks, we've run out. And we've also run out of time. I'm going to cool down, and I'll see you back next week. And we'll have more to talk about presidential politics. Make sure you listen to Doc Holliday's Tea Party next week. Link it to your friends. Tell others about it. The show is growing. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.